You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. Every episode, we'll be bringing you honest conversations about what really matters in your life and in business and how to create success without sacrificing what you love the most. On this episode, we're going to be talking about relationships and the impact that they have on every aspect of your life. Yeah, Jacoby and I have had this conversation countless times on the importance of relationships and what that looks like and how much work they can be. This week, we want to break down for you how much work it is to have a good relationship, what habits you need to form to make that relationship work. Also, not all relationships are the same. Some relationships that I've seen in life have a shelf, they do have a shelf life. And a statement that I've struggled with for a long time was the you hear a lot of people talk about how show me the five people you hang out with and I'll show you what your life looks like in five years. Jacoby and I have had this relationship conversation numerous times. And one of the things I always talk about is relationships take a lot of work. And Jacoby always swings that back to habits. So we kind of interchange that. You know, I use the word work. He uses the word habits. So when you talk about habits, Jacoby, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah, so I just think whenever we're actually having relationships with anyone, you've kind of got to have habits and standards that uh, that you use. And so immediately, like the first relationship that I think about is really like the relationship with Andrea, my wife. And so whenever I, in our relationship, I'm always thinking about like, what can we do to make our relationship better? Always staying on the positive side of things, uh, always figuring out how I can uh, boost her up. And then what is actually going to like, what are things that we can do together that is going to actually move our relationship in the direction that we that we want it to go? Not being negative, staying positive, um, those sorts of things. What's something that you guys do together that's intentional about you building your relationship? Yeah, I think that's the, yeah. And like, whenever you say that, like, that, I think that's the most important piece of it, right? It's just being intentional with uh, what you're doing. And so you can't be reactive. You got to be proactive. And if you're reactive to anything, you know, you're kind of at the at the mercy of what's coming at you. But if you're being proactive, thinking about the things that you need to do uh, beforehand. So a lot of the things that I think about that whenever I think about my relationship with Andrea, for instance, uh, one of the things that that I've really started to work on recently is like, let's say if I'm at work and uh, things a lot of times things don't go the way you want them to at work, you know, and so whenever you come home in my mind, like I've got a line at my door whenever I come into to the house, whenever I come in to meet my family. And so what I always say is that like what has happened at work has no effect on how I'm going to uh, interact with my family whenever I come home. And so whenever I walk through the door, like there's like a little line at my door when I walk through the garage, it's like, okay, I've got to flip a switch. I've got to turn it off. And then I've got to turn on because um, the things that have happened in the day will affect how I'm going to react to my wife and my kids 
whenever I come home. And then if you let that spill over, then, you know, it's going to affect how they react to you. And then it's kind of like a downward cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely get that. And for me, I really struggle with that because my, you know, my office is in my house. And so maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to uh, go get in my truck, drive around the block and pull back in the driveway and draw that imaginary line. But <laughs> you know, in the way I work, though, it's, you know, for me, it, it is a struggle because it's hard for me to turn that work off. And not so much the negative side of it, just the fact that it, my work's always right here. And it's easy for me to do that. So that's definitely probably something that I should take a peek at. You know, we're talking about work and relationships. We're talking about the habits that you have to perform and being intentional. Uh, so outside of like your relationships at home, when it comes to like maybe with your clients or somebody in the gym, how is it that you're intentional? What are the habits that you're building to be intentional to develop those relationships? Yeah, so I think really what it comes down to for me, like the habit that I have or the, that it really just comes out of who I, who I am and like really just wanting to help people and, and figuring out where they're at. So just listening to people, figuring out what they want and if I can help provide that to them. So that's even in like my real estate business or that's even in like jujitsu. Most, most of the circles that I run around in, so like day to day is, is really like, uh, working out health wise and then in my business as far as real estate. And so whenever I come in contact with anyone, I don't really think about if I can help them real estate wise. I just figure out, try to think of, can I help them in general? And then that always ends up coming back to what I do every day. So like, then it always turns around to like, how can I help them? And so whenever you're just figuring out how you can help someone, I think it just kind of naturally transitions to what you do every day and then what your skill set is and then how you can kind of help them. And I think the main part is for me is that I just come from a, I come from a um, providing value to people and I really care about people. So if you say if you're having a good, somebody come up to me and say, Hey, I'll say, hey, how are you doing? And if they say good, I'll look at them and I'll just say, well, are you really doing good? Or you just say you're doing good, you know? And then, they'll look at me and they'll realize that, okay, like you are actually really asking me if I actually care if I'm like doing good. And then that's how you get like a little bit deeper. Right. And so I think it's just a matter of getting like a little bit deeper with folks rather than staying on a shallow level and figuring out how you can actually really, really help those folks. Yeah. Along that, I think being authentic and, you know, genuine is, of the utmost importance, um, people are going to figure out if you're not genuine, if you're not being authentic when you're asking them, you know, so it's, uh, you know, I think we've had those conversations where, you know, you definitely feel like you're being sold to, or you're, somebody's trying to manipulate you into, you know, whatever it is they want you to do. So I think it's important to be genuine in, in your mindset and your desire to be a good person prior to the action in the relationship, I think is important. Like one of the things that I do, I send a lot of books to people. Like I have a stack of books in my office. And if I meet somebody and I think one of the books is going to relate, like one of the books that I'm giving away now is never split the difference. You know, that he seems to be all over the place. Chris Voss does. The other one is the, uh, oh, I just drew a blank on the name. You put me onto the book. The Man's little, Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Yeah, Man's Search for Meaning. If I have like a pretty in-depth conversation about life with somebody, that seems to be a really good book for them. 
but so that's an action in building the relationship, but I still have to be genuine in what I'm sending. You know, I just can't pick one, one book and then that goes to everybody. I think the book I send kind of speaks to the relationship I have with the person. So it's being genuine and authentic. The other thing along with that is by nature, I like to fix things. Like if I see a problem, I want to help somebody fix it. And so I love matching people up, whether it be, you know, somebody needs an electrician, you know, a plumber, somebody needs somebody in the trades, somebody needs uh, insurance. Like I love referring people to people that I trust. You know, there's even times where I'm really like, and I think you and this person would really connect well. You guys should probably go grab coffee. And yeah, most and of that's that, on the professional side, but it, I really enjoy that. I always have said my, uh, if I ever had a superpower, I think it would be uh, connecting people. Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely right. So what do you think? Like we're talking about habits. So what do you, why do you think that is so powerful? Like what, it, what is it like whenever you're connecting people that makes that so powerful? Like, cause that builds on your relationship, even though you're helping someone else build another relationship. Right. So like, what is that habit or what is, how does that connect you with the other person? Do you think? Well, I think it connects me with both people on that connection. One, it shows the person that needs the service or needs help that I actually listen to what they said, what they want, what they need and have an idea on how they can get that, that solved. It also shows the, whoever I'm referring to that I see that they have value that they're, you know, that they provide good service or they're just a good person or they have something of value that I saw in them that's going to help this other person. I think that's the two things that really help strengthen it. And then as I'm doing that, the byproduct of that is my relationship with both of those people strengthen. Yeah, for sure. I think that's really key. Like they always say, like whenever you talk to someone that you should uh, call them by their name because people like to hear their name. And I think it's the same thing with what you said as far as value. Like whenever you refer somebody to someone or, like on both sides, it like strengthens the relationship, right? So like if I refer you to someone, you feel good because I feel like you provide value to me. And then if the person who received the referral, they feel good because you were providing something to them uh, that they didn't know about, like that they're needing help with and you actually provided it, right? And so it like strengthens it on, on both ends there. I think that's like really the key, key point. And I think you just have to get get away from trying to make all relationships equal in that, you know, if I refer to them, I want them to refer to me. That might not happen, but you still have to be genuine about what you're doing. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. And the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, not all relationships are the same. And the way I said it earlier was some relationships have a shelf life. And I think it has to do with, you know, we go through different seasons of life. Um, I've seen this kind of play itself out. And what kind of led me to ha- start having this thought was, this probably goes back maybe 15, 18 years ago. And I had a rela- I, I had a guy that I was in a men's group with. And I thought we were really close. We talked a couple times a week. Our families hung out. We did things together. And then they decided that they were going to leave uh, our church and go to a different church. And when they did that, obviously he stepped out of the men's group and that terminated our relationship. And that like, I really struggled with that because I viewed him as a friend, just like I view some of the friends I've had with, you know, since middle school, like I invited him into that 
circle. I invited him into that part of my life. But as soon as the men's group was over, then our relationship changed. So my relationship with him was all based on being in that men's group. And you know, so I'm like, oh, I wasn't a friend. I was a ministry. You know, that's exactly how I thought then. Now, you know, I truly believe we were friends, but that relationship just had had a shelf life. And so it was take it for what it was then and don't really put a lot of thought or effort into, you know, kind of messing with my mind that, okay, we really weren't friends and dismiss all the positive that he did bring to my life. Yeah, for sure. And like it, this like hit hits me hard too, because I've got like a lot of friends and it's really like common in the military because you like move around so much, you know? And so like really this kind of started for me, I would say in college because you had, you, you play football with all these guys and you got probably like 70, 60 or 70 guys that you play, you know, that you're on the team with. And then out of that group, you've got like a smaller group that you probably like hang out and do things together. And then like an even smaller group that are like, your really, really good friends. And so like for that time, for us, even like for that four or five years that we were together, like you really start to build a bond with each other. And then after that, you kind of like, you go, everybody goes off, right? They go to different bases. They're stationed in different places. You do different things. And the hard, you sometimes, at least for myself, like I always felt like a burden, like, man, I've got to, we had this relationship. We were really close. And now like, I don't want that to end but there's really no way for, you know, way for it not to end because you're just physically not together. Like if you were together, your relationship would probably still be the same. But the fact that you're not like geographically, geographically together anymore, like it's just impossible for you to like hold on to that friendship anymore. And then, but if we all get back together, like it's almost like we never, like we, we kind of pick up where we left off at, you know? And so it's like really good with that. I think the really the main thing for me was just seeing like, I should not feel bad because I can't like, you know, continue to have the same relationship I had when we were geographically together. Um, we're still friends. We're still like, we would still be friends if we were still together or like you were saying with your, you know, with your friend, uh, if y'all were still in the same ministry together, I'm sure y'all would still be friends and still be close, you know, but then like, it's just things, everything has a time and a season, just like you were saying. And so, you know, just being able to feel good with that when that comes to an end, as opposed to it being like a death, I guess you could say, you know, and like getting you down instead of like bringing you up and being like uh, grateful for like the relationship that you did have for the time that was there. Yeah, I think that for me that there's two parts to that mindset behind that is one, not feeling bad that I didn't do my part that I could have done more for the relationship. And then also, not letting uh, your mind wander to a place where it's like, well, what did I do wrong? What don't they like about me? You know, that kind of thing. I think you have to be cautious with that. It also comes down to when you're talking about location, like I started to think about my groups of friends. And so I've got three guys that I'm really close with. And, but we all, you know, we go to church together. I mean, we've been friends since, you know, middle school, basically. And, and I know those guys would do anything for me you know I, you know when we get together and we see each other often it's you know those are the guys that you know we probably spend more time ripping on each other you know when we're together than anything so if you were an outsider looking at us you're like oh those guys they're not really cool with each other but it's just <laughs> how we are 
And I have another group. Uh, I've got 10 guys that I went to college with that, you know, if I reach out to them and say, Hey, I need you to pray for me or here, I need some help with this. Like any one of them would step in and help. So there's nine of them. And it's the craziest thing. The thing that's kept us together is fantasy football. It's the only guys out of college I talk to. There's 10 of us all together. And we've been playing fantasy football for like 28 years in this league. Uh, even before, you know, the internet, we used to use the USA Today as uh, our, for our statistics. But literally, the only reason I still play in that league is because once a year, we all meet in Grand Rapids, get together for our draft. But the night before, we have a time where we sit around and we tell we kind of give each other a life update. Um, and then it's one of those things where we go around the circle and the guy, you give your life update and the guy next to you prays for you and your family. And so that's literally the only reason I still hang out with these guys is and do fantasy football is because of for that time. And it's guys that I know are important. And outside of football, there's two of them that I might talk to, you know, outside of football. But the rest I know are there. And, you know, if I needed something, I know that they would be there. I know that they are genuine friends, even though there's not the location doesn't allow us to. So I just when you had mentioned that, that just kind of made me start to break my groups down as far as, you know, when you're talking about the military guys. Then kind of to swing back to that, sorry, to uh, is I think it's important if you want to be a good friend, if you want to have good relationships, um, when you see somebody in need, even though you don't talk to them regularly, that you reach out to them. And like I've seen you do that a couple times. And there's some guys in real estate now that wouldn't have been in real estate if you hadn't reached out to them, even though you don't see them regularly. I think one of them you saw at a wedding or something like that. You can, you can talk about that if you want, but it's just when you see a need, making sure that you're responsible with the fact that you saw that and being intentional to try to help that. Yeah. That kind of goes back to the habits, right? So like actually now that you sparked that thought, like one of the habits I have like committed to and even like, whenever somebody like pops in my head is like to just do like a quick video. Like I'll just record a video on my phone and just say, Hey man, like I was just thinking about you. Uh, just wanted to like drop you a quick note, say, Hey, I know it's been a long time, but you're on my mind. Just wanted to make sure, you know, all things are good. And I might depend on who it is. I might give them like an update with the family or like ask what's up with them. Or if, if I got sparked because of something on Facebook, I'll like mention it on Facebook or whatever else. And so that's like one of the other habits that I've been like working on too, is like, it'll either, if I don't have time, like send a message to them. If I do have time, like give them a quick call, you know, just say, Hey, just wanted to say, Hey, I can't really talk long, but you know, just wanted to let you know that I was thinking about you because you never know like what's going on with somebody, you know? And then, you never know when people are thinking about you as well. So it's always good to like pop those things in. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Now the kind of the last thing that we uh, had mentioned, we we're going to talk about when this is something that I uh, struggle with. I've always heard like motivational speakers and coaches talk about, you know, show me the five people you hang out with and that'll be the average of, you know, what your life looks like in five years. And I may have just butchered that statement, but I think we all know, because we've heard that enough. Like I've really struggled with that because it was always used in the context of money for me. And the reason I struggled with it is because I have some really close friends that will never be on the same, you know, page monetarily speaking. 
and that's just career choices that they've made, but they've made them really intentionally and they are some really, really good people. Um, and I would love to be, you know, like him, I would love. And so I had to separate that. It wasn't necessarily money, but it was the, he has a lot of things that I want to be that, you know, so he elevates uh, our relationship because of, you know, of the person he is, even though monetarily, we're never going to be on the same page. So I think the struggle for me was the fact that it was always referenced to money, you know, and even to the point now that I think about it, I heard, you know, the statements were, you know, you're going to be the average of the five bank accounts that of the people you hang out with. Yeah. And I think that's like, especially with for us, because we're always looking at like self-help or development and all that stuff. And I think it's kind of what you're getting at is like, it's important or most of the time, like you, it's only referenced to is like economics and your bank account, because that's like a lot of what I feel like the public and the media and books and all that stuff are kind of like marketing to. And so like, I think it's really good to think about that quote, not even just in general of monetarily, but spiritually. And like, as far as like relationships, I always look at people whenever I'm looking for people that I want to hang out with. I look at like uh, their relationship with their wife, right? Like, is it somebody I actually want to hang out with and how do their wife and their kids look at them whenever they talk and that sort of thing. And so like, it's really important to look at not just the economic side, but also like what type of person do you just want to be right? Because money and all those things aren't, you know, isn't, isn't, what you want to be defined by in the end. And so when I think, when I really started to think about it too, it's like, what do I really sit down? And it's like, what do you really want? Like out of life, like relationships and, and like financially and spiritually, like those are all the people that you want to be around. And sometimes I feel like some people are like better in other areas and not better in other areas, but I also think it's like how you respond to those people as well. So, and maybe that's where the average comes in, right? They say you're the average of the five people. And so even if it's someone who, you know, for instance, I'm just thinking like, you know, you have good leaders and you have bad leaders and sometimes you don't have like a choice on who you get to hang out with, you know? And so, um, you've probably seen that when it comes to coaching coaches. Yeah. Coaches. And then even in, you know, in school, well, I, because of my military background, like you don't get to choose who your leaders are. And I think that's why, like, that's my perspective on things. So like, whenever you move to a new base, it's like your commander is your commander. Like no matter what, it's not like you get to go to base and be like, Oh yeah, I like that commander. I'm going to go and be with him and follow him. It's like, no, like everybody's already put in place and now you've got to work with what you have. You know what I mean? And so that's why I think that's because that's my background and where I come from. Like, that's why I like, I see things kind of through that lens, you know? And so how you respond to those things, I think is more important to, you know, than like actually what, what goes on because that's creates who you actually are, you know? Yeah. That must be a military thing. Cause uh, I don't listen to a ton of him, but Jocko talks about that all the time. And I can't listen to his whole podcast, but I can listen. Like I, I do the sound bites and he always talks about, you know, working for a bad leader or how do you make your leader look better than he is if he's a, a bad leader, you know? So he spent time being below leaders, but making them look better instead of trying to diminish what they're doing. But 
that's just that was kind of the thought when, when you brought the military side into it so i think yeah. relationships are definitely something that we could go on and on talking about welcome to this segment called time to invest this is where jacoby and i are going to talk about different things that happen to us inside of our investments a lot of people we talk to in the entrepreneur world also want to invest and it doesn't matter if they're already in real estate or not it seems the common ground that we have with people looking to start and build businesses they want to invest in real estate and so we just want to give you a little something on each episode that you can take away and just kind of a glimpse into how we're doing it and what we're doing so this week as we're talking about relationships that's the key to investment for me when i decided to get into the world of investing the one thing that worked for me is I got around the right people. So that's my advice to you. Get around the right people. Put yourselves in the right rooms so you can have the right conversations. I meet so many people who want to invest, who have the desire to invest, and they're just not putting themselves around people having those conversations. They're trying to learn it all from a book, all from a seminar, a webinar, and there is so much material to buy out there. And... I see it a lot where people are spending, you know, $35,000, $50,000 on a course and they've never sold or bought a property. Um, you don't have to do that. There's ways that you can get into this without doing that. And for me, it was getting around the right people, going to the right meetups, having the right conversations. There's some great free Facebook groups on investing. And it's definitely something that, you know, throughout our time with you, we're going to share uh, as it comes. If you have any questions at all, though, feel free to hit us up and we will definitely get those questions answered. But we just want to put out to you that you need to be having the right conversations. I remember my very first conference. It was Real Estate Worldwide. And I remember Jacoby and I were at that conference together and it was the very first session and Kent Clothier's up there talking about reverse wholesaling. I remember on the very first break, I walked out in the room and was like, what is wholesaling? What in the world is he talking about? I had no idea. And so that was my introduction into this whole world of investing. So when you get into these rooms, don't try to overplay yourself. Don't build yourself up. The one thing that you don't want to do, though, in these conversations is act like you know what you're talking about when you don't. Uh, it's really obvious when new investors come in and they just don't know. They don't have the experience. They haven't done the deals. And and that's perfectly okay. Um, most of the investors that I know and, and work with, they love talking to people. They love talking about real estate. That's the one thing, you know, especially about me, I can talk real estate all the time, uh, especially on the investment side. So just don't come in acting like you know what you're talking about because you did an online webinar or a seminar. Just be open to, to learning things and be honest about where you're at in it and what your goals are. So the big thing that I want you to take away is it, as we're talking about relationships today, it goes right into the investment side. Put yourself around the right people and it's going to put you on the right track for doing whatever type of investment you want. All right. Welcome back. Just want to give you a quick recap of kind of what we talked about. You know, we talked about the habits for your relationships, the work that you actually have to do in order to build great relationships. Uh, the fact that relationships also have a timeline or a shelf life. You don't have to feel bad about um, the relationships uh, transitioning or going to a different phase of your relationship. And then lastly, we spoke about the common quote or phrase that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Kind of broke that down and what that means 
to both of us. And so as you go forward here after this episode, I just want to encourage you, if there's somebody that you are thinking about or you haven't spoken to in a long time, just pull your phone out and send them a quick message just to say hi that you were thinking about them and maybe even give them an update about what's kind of going on in your life and then shoot that off to them. And uh, it's definitely going to be a great, uh, great blessing for you and for the person that you're going to be sending that to. I'm definitely taking you up on that one. That's a great idea. We're really glad you guys joined us. Uh, If you want to reach out to us, um, there'll be contact information down in the show notes, or you can always hook up with us on Facebook and shoot us a private message. We'll definitely get back to you. Again, really appreciate you guys listening and can't wait till next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.